Okay, good evening, Rabbi Sai. Welcome, everybody, to tonight's shear, the Wednesday night shear, a new concept, the Wednesday night shear on Thursday night. It's an amazing concept. And we're going to speak about a very important uh, Indian tonight, a very relevant Indian I'm sure you're all interested in. But first, let's announce tonight's sponsors. Sefer, the, all the shear on Sefer Vayikra were again generously sponsored by our dear friend, Dr. Zakheim, Umeshpachta, Lila Nishmas, Dr. Zakheim's illustrious husband of Shem Eliezer ben Rav Yaakov Zakheim, and Lila Nishmas, her mother, Rivka Bastuvia Halevi, their Nishamash, should have an aliyah, began Eden to him, and we thank them again for their generosity, and once again, sponsoring all the shurim on Sefer Vayikra, we wish the whole family Basurais Toivois, Yumali Hashem, Komashalois, Libchem Latoiva. Tonight's Shir is sponsored by two very dear friends. Tonight's class is the yard site of the father of a very close friend of Machon Magid Arakia and our shul and a me personally, Rebetzin Yehudit Herman, who is uh, the mother of the illustrious Rosh Koilel of the Schattenstein Koilel, Rav Shmuel Herman. Tonight the 16th is the 16th yard site of uh, Rebetzin Herman's father, Ruvain ben Victor Mayer Goldberg, Alav Hashalim, the 26th day of Iyar, which is also the the uh, Yesoid, Shabi Yesoid, the great Sphira of Yosef Atzak, and on this occasion his Neshama Shabin Aliyah. Today's shir is also sponsored by our very dear friends, Rabbi Yamin and Menucha Fuchs, and their family in honor of their father, Yedidi Haroife Hamumcha, my neighbor, Dr. Menachem Fuchs, in honor of his birthday. And on this occasion, we wish Rabbi Menachem many happy and healthy returns. We should enjoy his uh, family of B'nai Torah and Chachamim and Gezint Advias Goel Tzedek. Okay, so that's, uh, so far we're doing, so far so good. Now, let me see, uh, I want to share with you some other very important information. That is, as you know, starting Matzah Shabbos, we're going live. The campaign to build the base Medrash, from which we hope, with Hashem's help, we could be able to continue to share Torah in good health and Gezint, uh, together with everybody, together with all of our dear friends. It's not, uh... This is a base medrash, not for any individual. This is a base medrash for the Torah, for Klal Yisrael. So um, if anybody still would like to join us and help us out by making a team page, that's really um, a great way to participate because not only will we be mekayim the mitzvah of Hachzok HaTorah, but you will also be able to be mekayim a greater mitzvah. And that is encourage others and allow others to have the zuchus of Harbatz HaTorah so if you can make a team page, really that's wonderful. If not, please consider uh, contributing generously. And that is the subject of tonight's shir, the uh, incredible zuchus of participating in building a shul. So here we go. We have um, a very interesting subject tonight. Let's begin with the Gemara in Brachas. I'm trying something a little bit new tonight. And that is we have... A Gemara on Daf Ches. 
um, Mr. Zakheim is tuning in now, I see. But um, we just thanked Mr. Zakheim for sponsoring all the shiram on Sefer Vayikra. Thank you very much. So the Gemara tells us in Mesech Tabrachos, Davches. The Gemara talks about a man by the name of Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan was given a report. What was the report? If you see, I'm doing this here a little different tonight. I'm putting the source on the screen. Because if you follow my cursor, you'll be able to see inside yourself. They said to Rabbi Yochanan, There are elders in Bavel. Rabbi Yochanan wondered, How's that possible? It says, It says, In order to increase your days, On the land. In other words, You will live long only on Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Yochanan wondered, What do you mean there are old people in Bavel? There can't be any old... There ain't no old people in Bavel. It says you'll live long in the land of Israel. You can't live long... Anywhere else, Rabbi Yochanan was incredulous that anybody could live long outside of the land of Israel. It says, Al Ho'adoma, Laman Yerbu Yimechem Al Ho'adoma. So, Ava B'chutzaretz Loi, the Gemara says, you can't live long in Chutzaretz. Says the Gemara, they told him, Kivan the Amrile, when they told him, Mekadnei Yomachashche, Lebei Knishta, they come early to Shul, and they stay late in Shul. Omar, he said, Hainu Da'ani Lehu, now I understand why they live long. That's the Gemara. Rabbi Yochan was told they're old people in Bavel, and he was incredulous, and they said, Da, I will explain it. They come early to Shul, they stay late, and therefore, they live long. Now, before we get to the obvious question on the Gemara, I want to deal with something interesting, and that is, what does Rabbi Yochan have to do with this story? Why did they just tell Rabbi Yochan on their old people in Bavel? Why didn't they tell Reish Lakish, or Ram Gamliel, Rabbi Akiva, what's special about Rabbi Yochanan? Says the Ben Yoyada, let me explain. The Sefer Hadoyrois brings that Rabbi Yochanan lived an exceptionally long life. He lived 400 years. So they, if they told Rabbi Yochanan they're old people in Bavel, what they were saying is Rabbi Yochanan, they're really old people in Bavel. Old like you know what old. Nobody else even knows what old means other than you. So they told Rabbi Yochanan that they're really old people in Bavel. I see people raising their hands, questions, uh, you would think by now I know how to do the Zoom thing. No, no, not yet. Give me some time. But anyway, um, that, that's why Rabbi Yochan is the one of Av, because he lived 400 years. He knew what old age is. But then the Ben Yoyada adds another interesting idea. And that is, why did they tell this specifically to Rabbi Yochanan? The Gemara and Bracha says, on Davhei, that Rabbi Yochanan lived one of the most tragic lives of all time. Rabbi Yochanan lost 10 children. And he would carry around the bone of his tenth child. And if somebody was Ba'avelos, he would use that bone to console them. In other words, don't cry for your lot. Look at my package. Anyway, the Gemara says that he was left with one son. And he sent that one son. That one son's name was Rav Masna. And that Rav Masna was sent to Rav Yehuda in Bavel. It was sent to Shmuel in Bavel. Why? Because the father said, maybe Mishana Maka, Mishana Maza, we got to get out of here. But then Rabbi Yochanan wasn't so sure, because Rabbi Yochanan said, well, I'm gonna, if my children didn't live long in Eretz Yisrael, then certainly they're not going to live long in Bavai. You can only live long in Eretz Yisrael, then maybe this is not a good idea. So the Talmidim said, no, no, don't worry, Rabbi Yochanan, it's okay, because you could actually live long in Bavel. Ah, it says, so they explained in Bavel they could still live long because they come early to Shul and 
they stay late. That's the Gemara, okay, and that's the Benish Chai's understanding of the Gemara. Now we come to the Marsha. You ready for this? Here's the million dollar question. Rabbi Yochanan had a kasha. The kasha is, how could anybody live long outside of Israel? It says, Laman yirbu yamechem al ha'adama. That you'll live long in Eretz Yisrael. In other words, the Chumash says, if you want to live long, you have to live in the land of Israel. So they say, oh, don't worry, Rabbi Yochanan. They come early to shul and they stay late. Who cares? How does it answer the question? At the end of the day, it says, you'll live long in the land of Israel. And if you're not in the land of Israel, you can't live long. So it's very nice. They come early to Shul and they stay late. But at the end of the day, the Chumash says, you'll only live long in the land. I mean, it's nice they have others, the Chusim and other mitzvahs. But the Pasuk is saying that you'll live long, Al-Ha'adama, in the Holy Land. Comes the Marsha, and the Marsha says a wondrous thing. Really an amazing idea. I'm going to scroll down for a minute. I'm going to take you to Gemara Megillah and Dav Chavtes. The Gemara says, because anyone who's coming to the Shir, is, that means you're already an advanced learner. What do I mean by that? Yeah, you could go sit at a Shir where somebody just tells you things, and you have no idea if they're making it up or if they're spinning you a tail, and you're just sitting there nodding your head. you got to see everything inside, or at least you have to make an attempt. You need, In order for somebody to absorb Tyra, you have to, at the very least, try to learn the original source. You have to... Somebody told me, I met somebody yesterday in Lakewood, he says, he, this is how he listens to the shir. First, he listens to the shir. Then he prints out the Marmachimais. And then he reads it for himself. I said, you know what? If there's one person out there who's actually looking inside, then it's all worth it. That's, you know, that's the next level of uh, learning. Anyway, fine. The Gemara tells us that all the Bate Knesiyos and the Bate Midrashos in Bavel are going to go to Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara in Megillah Dav Chav Tes Tani Wilent and Raiser of Lazar Kapar Oimer Asidin Bate Knesiyos Ubate Midrashos Shabbat Bavel Shayikbu Eretz Yisrael. All the shuls and all the Bate Midrashim in Bavel are going to be planted in Eretz Yisrael. Now that's an amazing thing. Now here's one question. Every single shul is going to go to Eretz Yisrael. So I tell you, no, it's not true. Not every shul. Only shuls. And if they talk in the shul, it ain't going to go to Eretz Yisrael. How do I know that? It's the Beferish Mishnah The Mishnah says that in a shul that they talk, it won't even remain a shul. You know, the Mishnah says that a shul that they talk, one day it will turn into a house of worship for another religion. I know a great rav, who would take his children out on Long Island and take them to big edifices and say, you see this uh, church? It used to be a shul. You know why it's a church now? Because they talked in it. I didn't hear it from the Rav. I heard it from his daughter. His daughter said, told me personally, that his fa- that her father, a very uh, renowned Rav, would take them out just to show. So the Mishnah Bura says, only a shul where they're there. That's why it's... Um, I humbly assert it's a very uh of investment. If you could help us out in our Makam Tarat Fila, we don't have any talking. And we're, gonna, we're trying to create an appendage to the uh, Eretz Yisrael. Now, the Gemara says like this, real shuls are going to be established in Eretz Yisrael. Where do we learn it from? A very interesting source. 
all the mountains came to Har Sinai when God gave the Torah to the Jewish people. So Gemara says, if the mountains came to Har Sinai, what's Har Sinai? It was just a temporary location of the giving of the Torah. Certainly, the base Hamikdash, La Asad Lavai, all the shuls will come there. That is what the Gemara says. Comes the Marsha, and the Marsha says, "A wonder is Chiddush." You ready for this, Rabbi Isai? I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to all of you. I couldn't give the share last night. And you had patience with me. You came Thursday night. I am forever grateful to you. Thank you so much. Says the Marsha, since in the future all the shuls are going to go to Eretz Yisrael, right now they have the status of Eretz Yisrael. So the status of Eretz Yisrael, just like if you live in the land of Israel, you're going to live long. If you come early to shul and you stay late in shul, you'll also live long. Why? Because it's like living in the Holy Land. Because anything that's destined to happen, it's like it happened already. So since the shuls are destined to go to the land of Israel, therefore, they're already considered like the Holy Land. So Rabbi Yochanan couldn't understand. How are there old people in Bavel? It says, you, you'll live long only in Eretz Yisrael. The answer is, a shul is a ha'adama. Because since it's going to go to Eretz Yisrael, it will be... The Adama will be Eretz Yisrael. That's the Marsha. And by the way, the Marsha reiterates this idea. Um, in Mesech to Megillah Daf Chav Tes, if anybody wants to know where, it didn't make these sheets, but the Marsha says a beautiful explanation for the Perak and Tehillim. Samachti be'oim beis Hashem neilech. Now, There's no greater joy than going to Eretz Yisrael. Whenever we talk about Eretz Yisrael, it's always Yehiratzem Mofanecha Hashem Elokeinu Velchasinu Shetaale B'Simcha LeArtsenu. Going to Eretz Yisrael engenders Simcha. Or V'Haya Kisavoyu El Haaretz Ein V'Haya El Alashan Simcha. There's just this inexplicable joy that a person has when they when they travel to Eretz Yisrael. And David HaMelech says in Tehillim, Parakov Chafbez, Samachti Ba'oimrimli Beis Hashem Neilech. Samachti, I rejoice when they tell me I'm going to Shul, to the Beis HaMikdash. Question, I thought you're only happy when you go to Eretz Yisrael. Why is David saying, Samachti Ba'oimrimli Beis Hashem Neilech? Says the Marsha, this Mizmar is talking about the Golos. When there's no Eretz Yisrael and there's no Yerushalayim and no Beis HaMikdash. But nevertheless, Samachti, I rejoice when they tell me that I'm going to Beis HaKnesses. You know why? Friends, if I would only give Shir for one minute the whole year, it would be worthwhile for the next minute. Do you know the Pasuk? You know the song? You know I rejoice when I go to shul? Because it's as if my feet are standing in your gates, Yerushalayim, O Jerusalem. David HaMelech is expressing that being in a shul, it is like being in Yerushalayim. I never realized this is the perush of what David HaMelech says in Tehillim. I enjoy, I rejoice 
when they say to me, Beis Hashem Neilech, I'm going to the house of God. Why? Because, it's as if my feet are standing, B'Sharayich, in your gates, Yerushalayim. Now listen to this. Yerushalayim habenuyah, ke'ir shechubra la'yachtav. Listen to this. Chazal say, la'asad lavai, the Beis HaMikdash will be the size of Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim will be the size of the whole Eretz Yisrael. Why? Why will the Beis HaMikdash be so big? Because Yerushalayim habenuyah, because the future built up Yerushalayim, la'asad lavai, will be attached to all the various Batei Knoisiyas and Batei Midrashos. You know why Yerushalayim will be, you know why the Beis HaMikdash will be so big? Because La'asid Lavoi, in every shul, where there is no talking about the davening, that shul will be uprooted and be attached to the Beis HaMikdash. So La'asid Lavoi, Dabar says, Yerushalayim HaBenuyah, the built up Yerushalayim will consist of Ke'ir Shechubra La'yacht of all the various Batei Knesios to Batei Midrashais. So I'll tell you the truth. In a way, we're, um, we're building now this Makam Tairo Tefillah, and there is a certain part of me that has a little Chalishas Hadas and feels, why in the world build a Makam Tairo in New York, in Chutzla Is this, you know, we see where this country is headed, we see where society is headed, we know the only future is Eretz Yisrael. So why invest in capital outside of a place that, that is not eternal? But the answer is, like the Marshal is telling us, that every base HaKnesses that we build anywhere, eventually it will become part of Eretz Yisrael. So it's not considered investing in capital in a... Uh, a bad area. In other words, the same way nobody, nobody, I, I'm building a new shul. Where are you building a new shul? I'm building a new shul in Harlem. You know, I don't know if that's a good uh, venture. So, to build something in Chutzaras, but the answer is, we believe Yerushalayim Habenuya Ki Irsha that a shul will ultimately be appendaged to the Beis Hamikdash Sheibaneb and Herviyaminu. Now listen to this. Rav Moshe Scheinerman in his Sefer Oyal Moshe, and I called him today because I didn't think this was serious, and he told me it's not. It's but it's to make a point. He brings in a Sefer, and I asked him where he heard it from, and he said I heard it from my son-in-law. He brings that he heard in the name of Rav Leib Baxt to be choiker to investigate. He has the following shaila: If a shul is like Eretz Yisrael. Then if you plant a tree in a shul, do you have to give truma and masar in it? Is there a shemitah? Imagine you have a fruit tree in the, in your shul growing to the laws of shemitah apply. I mean, it's like Eretz Yisrael, you have to give truma and masar? And that was the shaila of Rav Box. And I called up Rav Scheinerman today, I said, really? Seriously? That he had that shaila? I mean, I understand in some dimension a shul has the status of Eretz Yisrael. So he said, look, he didn't mean it seriously, but he's just bringing out a point that there is a great reality to the concept that a base HaKnesses has the status of Eretz Yisrael. Moreover, there's another interesting thing. Igal, you ready for this? It's very gishmak. That the says in Shulchan Aruch, that in Simon Tavkov Samach, that from the day the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, 
the rabbis made a takana that if you build a new house, you can't smear the whole thing. Um, you can't wallpaper and and paint the whole thing. You got to leave over a space. Ama al ama opposite the Pesach without plastering. Okay, it's uh, brought down in Shochanach to make a zecher lechorben opposite the entrance of the house if you build your house from new. If you buy someone else's house and you just paint it, it's not um, what the Shochanach is referring to. But if you built your own house, this is a uh, requirement. Now, comes the Prima Gadim, and the Prima Gadim says that's only in a house. But what about a base HaKnesses and a base Medrash? You don't have to do it. At the Chanukas Habayas of Yeshiva Kol Torah, Rav Shomazam and Orbach explained the reason why you don't make a Zecher Lechorben in a Shul. Because since the Batei Knesiyais and Batei Midrashais are Makaymais of Torah, and ultimately they will be appendaged, they will be attached to the Beis HaMikdash. So in a Shul, in a Makayim Torah, it's like there's no Chorben. Or we could say, based on the Marshal, even better, that since the Beis, Ham, the, uh, Beis Medrash and the Beis Agnesis will ultimately be attached to the Beis HaMikdash, so then it's part of the Beis HaMikdash! There's no Chorben! There's no Zechel Chorben if you have a standing Beis HaMikdash. When you build a shul, don't think of it, oh, I'm building this house that's temporary, but one day, anyway, we're going to tear it down, and we're going to go to Yushalayim, and we're going to build the Beis HaMikdash, and the shul we're going to forget about. No, you're building a chilek of the Beis HaMikdash. So there's no reason to make a Zecher L'Chorben in this area, because in this Makayim, it's Ein Chorben. It's Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Mamish, uh, we're explaining based on the uh, amazing idea of the Marsha. And by the way, the Kliyakar says the same idea, that even though it's Laman Yerbu Yemechem Al Ha'adama, nevertheless, since the shul will ultimately end up in Eretz Yisrael, and be attached to the base of Mikdash, it's already considered like the base of Mikdash. Okay. Now let's take this to the next level. A very interesting idea. So, so far we know, based on the Gemara Megillah on Chavtes Amad Aleph, Asidin Batek Neisius Abatim Midrash Yisliyakar V'lavay La'Eretz Yisra. Now let's come to another Gemara. The Gemara Megillah Dab Chavches Amad Beis. The Gemara says, you know, in a shul, we don't suntan, we don't put on ornaments, we don't stroll around in them, we don't go into them when it's hot to protect you from the sun, you don't go in the rain to protect you from the rain, we don't eulogize in them, we don't schmooze in them. Says the Gemara, that's only when they're in use, but when they fall into disuse, then these things don't apply. And then the Gemara says, one second, Amar Rav Asi, Batei Kinesiyah Shebebavel al Tanai Hein The shuls outside of the land of Israel are built on stipulation that you're allowed to use them, but you can't be noyhe kalos roish in them, you can't act lightheaded, but some of the other activities mentioned above, like going in because uh, uh, when it's sunny to protect you from the sun, or when it's raining to protect you from the rain, that's not a big deal in the shuls outside of Eretz Yisrael. As Rashi explains, when they build a shul outside of Eretz Yisrael, they make a tanai, they make a stipulation that you're allowed to use them. That is the, the explanation of Rashi. Comes Toysus, and Toysus says a little bit differently. 
Taisa says that the stipulation on the shuls outside of Eretz Yisrael only allow you to use them and to take care of your needs in them when the shul it falls into disuse. But when the shul is actively being used, there's no difference between a shul and Bava and Eretz Yisrael. But then Toysvus says a whopper of a chiddush. You ready for this? Says Toysvus, the stipulation that allows you to use a shul in Bavel at when it falls into disuse is only in Bavel. But not in Eretz Yisrael. Says Toysvus, why is it that shuls in Bavel you can make a stipulation that you're allowed to use it and a shul in Eretz Yisrael you cannot make the stipulation? The answer is says Toysus, because the shuls in Bavel will eventually lose their Kedusha, because when Mashiach comes, their Kedusha will leave. But the ones, the shuls in Eretz Yisrael, the Kedusha will not leave. Listen to the words of Toysus, let's read it inside. V'davka l'oyson Bavel says Toysus. Only the shuls in Babylon will the Kedusha leave. Why? And therefore, Mahani Hatnai, therefore the stipulation will help. Because when the Redeemer comes, Tifka Kedushasan, the Kedusha will vanish, will dissipate. But the ones in Eretz Yisrael, the, you cannot make a stipulation because their Kedusha is eternal. Let's get what Toysus is saying. Toysus says, the leniency to be able to be, to use the Shul is only the Shuls in Babel, because when Mashiach comes, the shuls in America and in England and Australia and wherever you guys are from, Virginia, Flatbush, Muncie, or whatever other Mekaymas you are, you're in the forest, I don't know, wherever you may be, um, the, if you're not in the land of Israel, the shuls will lose the Kedusha. That's what Toysa says. Comes the Magen Avram, and the Magen Avram asks, what in the world is Toysus talking about? That when Mashiach comes, the Kedusha will leave shuls. Didn't the Gemara say in Megillah that when Mashiach comes, the shuls will go to Eretz Yisrael? So, how could Toysus say when Mashiach comes, the Kedusha will be paka, the Kedusha will just dissipate, the Kedusha will leave? What do you mean the Kedusha will leave? The Kedusha is not leaving. The Kedusha will remain. The Kedusha will last for forever because the Shuls in Chutzaretz will go to Eretz Yisrael. In other words, what's Toysus saying? That when Mashiach comes, the Kedusha will be Paka. The Kedusha won't be Paka. The Shul will go to Eretz Yisrael. Says the Magen Avram in Simen Kufnan Aleph. The Magen Avram is explaining the Shulchan Aruch that why are you allowed to use the Shul in Babel? Because when Mashiach comes, Tifka Kedushas and the Kedusha will leave. So the Magen Avram asks, V'tzarchiyon. Because we say on the next Amud, V'adaminam B'samach, Asidin Kabatek Nesesh V'avashik V'Eretz Yisrael. All the shuls will go to Eretz Yisrael. So the Kedusha is not going to leave. The Kedusha is going to go to Eretz Yisrael. So the Rosh wants to say, well, the Kedusha will only... Go, the shul will only go to Eretz Yisrael if, if it remains extant until Mashiach comes. But if a shul falls into disuse, then it's not going to go to Eretz Yisrael. Then it will remain in the Galos and the Kedusha will leave. That's the Magen Avram's answer. But let's focus on the Magen Avram's question. 
Again, the question is, how could Toysa say that you can't make a stipulation, that you can only make a stipulation about shuls in Chutzaretz? Toysa says, because their Kedusha is temporary, because when Mashiach comes, the Kedusha will leave. What do you mean the Kedusha will leave? I thought the shul is going to go to Eretz Yisrael. Now, it's interesting. The Kafachayim writes something amazing. The Kafachayim says, that what does it mean that when Mashiach comes, the Kedusha will go to Eretz Yisrael? So it doesn't mean the Shul will pick up and go to Eretz Yisrael. It means the sanctity of the building of the Shul will leave the building, and that sanctity will go to Eretz Yisrael. In other words, the Kafachaim learns that it's not the actual edifice that will be picked up and go to Eretz Yisrael, but instead it is the sanctity of the edifice that will leave. So in fact, the Kedusha of that shul will be Paka. And the reason why you're allowed to use the shul in Chutzarts for certain things is because its Kedusha is not eternal. I, it's going to go to Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, the Kedusha will go to Eretz Yisrael. But the actual shul will not go to Eretz Yisrael. But again, that's not the simple interpretation. The Masha seems to learn the very shul will be uprooted and go to Eretz Yisrael. So if that's the case... If that's the case, the actual shul is going to go to Eretz Yisrael. So then, what, what is it? Why could you make a tonight? The kedusha will not be paka. It won't. It won't dissipate. So I want to share with you a potential answer, just uh, as a final thought. And again, we thank our generous sponsors who are sponsoring tonight for the yard site. Of we said we mentioned before, Robertson Herman's. Father, Chafav, Iyar, is the yard site. Ruvain, Ben. I mentioned it before, but the... Okay, Ruvain, Ben, Victor, thank you. Um, the Devar Avram gave a wondrous drasha and is brought in the Dvar Avram uh, in his Chilak Hadrashas that he gave for a Chanukas based medrash uh, of an individual. And he said something very interesting. What's the halacha if somebody says, I make a neder that I'm not going to enter this house and the house falls down and he re- and it's rebuilt. Are you allowed to enter that house? You're allowed to enter the house. But I took a nether, I'm not going to enter the house. Yeah, I took a nether, I'm not going to enter that house. But now the house fell down. So if it's rebuilt, I could go into the house. So the Dvar Avram says a very wondrous chadash. He said, if Chazal tell us that all the shuls are going to go and travel from Cedarhurst and become part of the Beis HaMikdash, then do you think that the shul that becomes part of the Beis HaMikdash, is that the old shul or is that a new shul? He says, well, if it, if it uprooted and it flew, you know, 5,000 miles and it ended up in a new place, then halachically it's a new shul. What's the nafkamina that's halachically a new shul? It's halachically a new shul that you have to make another Chanukah Sabayis because it's brand new now even though it's the same walls and it's the same floor and it's the same lighting, but it's in a new location. 
So if it's a new location, you need to make a new Chanukah Sabayis. Now says the Dvar Avram, and before his Chiddush, I just want to um, ta- explain how we're using this to explain Taisus. Taisus says that La'asud Lavai, Taisus says the reason why you can make a stipulation in Shul's in Bavel is because ultimately they will lose their Kedusha. But what do you mean? They're going to go to Eretz Yisrael. Yeah! But that's called losing their Kedusha because by the time it gets to Eretz Yisrael, it's a brand new Shul. So it's, the old Shul was holy, but then when it moved, so that holiness left and it now acquires a new holiness of the Beis HaMikdash. So even though, it, yes, it will go to Eretz Yisrael, but when it goes to Eretz Yisrael, it's what we call Panim Chadash Ba'okan. It has a new face. It has a new dimension to it. I'll give you an example. We know that for Sheva Brachas, you need a Panim Chadashes. You need a new face. But what about Shabbos? You have the same old, the same people. You know, they got married Thursday night. Come Shabbos, you have no new people that weren't there at the wedding. Do you need a Panim Chadashes for the Sheva Brachas? No. Because if it's Shabbos, Shabbos adds a new dimension to everyone's aura that everyone is considered a new face. So it's the same thing with the shul. If the shul is going to be uprooted and become part of the base Hamikdash, so that's why all you people in Eretz Yisrael, you're worried, what am I contributing to a shul in Chutz Aretz? Not, you're not. You're contributing to the base Hamikdash. But when it goes to the base Hamikdash, you think it's the same old shul? It's Panim Chadoshes. It's a new face. It's a new entity. It's a new dimension. It's completely revolutionized. So now the Dvar Avram says a major chiddush. We know that if you have a new house, you got to make a Chanukah Sabayis. The people who built the old shul in Cedarhurst, let's say they're not around when the Beis HaMikdash is built. Of course they will be. But let's say people who built a nice shul in, uh, I don't know, in Flatbush. And again, only shuls where they don't talk, they're going back to Eretz Yisrael. But let's say in that shul, they knew how to be Zohar B'Kavarat. And then, now they're not around anymore. Now they're uh, they're in the, in the Olam HaMS. But when that shul goes to Eretz Yisrael, they're going to have to make a new Chanukah Sabayis. But they're not alive anymore. Says the Dvar Avram, so it comes out, anyone who's involved in building a Beis HaKnesses is vouchsafed that when Mashiach comes, they will be resurrected. Otherwise, God's going to say, we can't have the party if the builders aren't around. So therefore, says the Dvar Avram, anyone who participates in the building of a Beis HaKnesset that is proper is guaranteed to be resurrected so that when Mashiach comes, they're going to be at the second party. So if you like to party, building a shul is for you. You get to party the first time around, and you get to come back for the real for the real party. But that's the idea of the Marsha. The Marsha is telling us that since shuls are destined to be planted in Eretz Yisrael and become part of the Beis Hamikdash, they have Avira Da'ara. They have the land, They have the air of Eretz Yisrael. And the same way you live long if you live in Eretz Yisrael, you live long if you spend time in Shul. And the same way if you breathe in the land of Israel, you live long. If you come early to Shul, you live long. If you stay late in Shul, you live long. Somebody says, I don't understand. Davening's over. Why didn't you go home yet? You say, I'm just breathing in the air of Eretz Yisrael. Or somebody says, why'd you come so early? What are you doing there? Every minute in Eretz Yisrael counts.
Obviously, if you could be in a shul in Eretz Yisrael, that's the best thing. But if you can't, at least you could, uh, you see, the truth is, it's a very good, uh, very good investment because Yerushalayim is very expensive. But you could like sort of sneak into Yerushalayim if you, you build a little shul in Chutzar, that's where the real estate's not so expensive. And then, you know, ultimately, it's, uh, ultimately you're gonna get there. But the Chidush of the Dvar Avram, it's a really an amazing Chidush, is Aritu's words inside. The Kavnarav says, ani mamlets, Therefore, I assert, therefore, I almost petition God. If you build a in Golos, it becomes your guarantor that you're going to get up in the end of days. So you could be at the uh, inauguration. And if you say, Rabbi, this sounds like a plug for your new shul. Yeah, how do you know? I don't beat around the bush. I'm a very straightforward guy. That's what tonight's year is. The last year of the series of Sefer Fayikra. Again, we thank our sponsors, uh, Dr. Zakhan, for sponsoring all the shirim on Sefer Vayikra. We thank Rebetzin Herman for tonight's shir. We thank the Mishpachas Fuchs for tonight's shir. And uh, Bezos Hashem, as we mentioned, the campaign goes live, Matzai Shabbos. Whatever you could do to help us out, I would be very appreciative and very humbled. And I do believe you'll be doing a service to your people. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Bracha v'hatzlacha. And uh, as we come to almost the last week before Shavuos, uh, may your preparations for the Yoim HaGodo v'hakadosh, Kabbalah Satoira, go well. Agut and Shabbos. Bracha v'hatzlacha. Thank you so much. Kaltov.